You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And Thule. And we're here today. We have Carl and Kenya Stevens. They are relationship expert and love coaches. They are the founder of Juju Mama Worldwide Online Love Academy. But before we get into that, just want to say hey, guys. Hey, hey how are you? We're so happy to be here. This is amazing. We are happy to have you. <laughs> so let me tell everyone that Carl and Kenya Stevens, their love academy, Juju Mama, uh, I guess this is based off your polyamorous relationship or your marriage? No, actually, no? the Love Academy is based on, you know, empowerment tools for singles, for couples to create the lives that they desire. Right. So that's the foundation. And then we are also working to improve people's relationships when they want to go from monogamy into polyamory. Yes. OK. And you help them with those steps of being successful in that. Yes, we support couples in moving from monogamy to polyamory in a safe way because it is very challenging, as you probably can guess, to switch your entire way of doing relationship. So that's our biggest uh, focus. Okay, let's just jump right on into this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am so curious. Okay, so let's just start off for the people who do not know who you are. Let's just start off how y'all met and you know, how long you've been married, then we can go into how you started your own uh, polyamorous marriage, I guess you would say. Okay. Yeah. So we met uh, when we were in school at Howard University. I was in grad school there getting my MBA. Kenya was studying education and childhood psychology. We met at a blind date. So one of my friends kind of connected Kenya and I, and we've been together for 23 years. That was back in 95, August of 95. And we got married in August of 1996, and we've been together for 23 years. So it's been really exciting. Uh, we have three children. Uh, one's in college, and two are in high school. Wow. You said you were married for 23 years. Of that 23 years, how long have y'all been um, polyamorous? We've been polyamorous for about 12 years. And the way that that happened is my husband came home from work one day and was, you know, just sharing that he was having feelings for somebody at his job. And we had open communication because at year four, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was having feelings for another man. Neither of us acted on those feelings by just going around and have sex with these people. But mm-hmm. we were always able to say, oh, my God, I'm feeling this person. We, we've we always been friends. So we were able to talk about those things. But when he said that at year 12, I was like, well, I want to meet her. So we went to dinner with the young lady because I wanted to see who he was attracted to and why. Right. <laughs> And so, so he wanted to see if she was a dime piece. Right. <laughs> I was like, what she got on me? Does she have a fatty? What does she got? I don't got, right? So, so anyway, that was fun. But um, after that, we sort of got into it a little bit because I started getting afraid. And But then I was like, look, if you're going to like pursue this, really, or like if you want to pursue this, actually, I'm not doing polygamy because we were from a place where polygamy was natural. Men supposed to have more than one woman and all of this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Women are not being satisfied 
in in general, how are you guys going to have three, four, five? Right, <laughs> right. I want, I want a polygyny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, let's get these wives stacked. Right. <laughs> get a whole stable of dime pieces up in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Detroit. That wasn't working. I'm not from the, anywhere it weird or nothing. I'm from the straight up D. And I said, look, if you're going to do this, I'm going to do this as well. Let's work out a way where we can both have some outside fun and relationships if that's what we're going to do. And of course, I said, fuck no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, can I stop you right there? So why were you opposed when y'all had this conversation before? Like when she was, I guess you were the first one who came with like, oh, okay, I'm feeling someone Kenya was. And then now you're feeling someone. Then she's like, okay, well then let's do this. And you're like, oh, wait, no, pump the brakes. No. Exactly. Why, why were you opposed? Because I was the standard brother. You see what I'm saying? And like <laughs> standard brother in this culture believes that either monogamy or polygyny were totally cool with us getting some side pieces. Right. Yeah. Like, I understood that. That makes sense to me. Like, of course, a man, whether he's married or single, whatever, is going to have multiple women. That made all the sense in the world to me. But when she's talking about having other men, like, I've never, where did they do that at? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is that? You see what I'm saying? So I didn't even understand the concept of a woman who's married having other male lovers. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. And maybe I heard it like, you know, you want to do a little threesome piece and bring another little sister up in here. We can get, we can get that on. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, not a man, but not a man. Yeah, but not a man. Like, what is that? So <laughs> it, it took us two years to kind of get through that. Yeah. And and it, it took me to, like, really get some understanding from my, one of my Tantra teachers, who's Tantra is sacred sexuality. So and I got that. And then I was like, okay, because he was like, women got to be free and, and stuff like that. So that's when I opened my mind up to... Uh, to allowing her to do the same thing I wanted to do. Allowing me? Yeah, allowing you. I let you. <laughs> you. You got my blessing. It took Go you. Ahead. It took you two years to get to that point because I, I don't know if I could ever allow that. And I, and maybe that's just because I again you've had the teaching and all of that behind it, but the male ego just dominates, and I'm automatically like, yeah, nobody's having sex with my wife. You can forget about. It. So, right, but you guys, this, this word allow, I mean, you guys need to really think about that. I mean, you're not allowing a grown human to do something. A grown human can do whatever he or she wants to do. Yeah. So it's not an allowing, it's more of a accepting. You understand the same way that he wanted me to accept his scenario, he's going to need to accept mine. You get that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Mindset switch. It's a paradigm <laughs> switch. So in monogamy... Monogamy is about ownership, right? It's about, you know, this is my pussy. We're going to do what I say. You're my woman. And I'll let you know what you can and cannot do. And if you break the rules, then I can cut you loose or put your name out there in the streets and let people know that you, you know, you're fast, you're loose. So it's a whole piece, you know? So you got to get out of that, that ownership mentality because slavery is over, right? Slavery is And so I had to like continue to study and meditate and, and really do the research. And I got to a point where I, what I could accept equality and it takes, it'll take men in this culture a long time to like really get there because again, monogamous culture teaches you that you own your partner and that you have a right to tell them what they can and cannot do. Well, monogamy came with Christianity and slavery. So we're not, you know, right. Right. If you want to continue that legacy, go right ahead. But that's not what we at that point decided we wanted to do. Once we've got to that point after two years, do we revisit the conversation and make rules, or how did that happen? We just start boning. 
and we did spiritual work on this and it was decided that the person who least is least comfortable will go first in um, terms of having an outside partnership relationship. Yeah. So that was me and so I went first. And so we're saying the person who's least comfortable goes first just to see okay if you try it and you really don't like it then we're going to squash it. No, no, no. But what it is is you know because look if I suggest it, right, uh-huh. that means I'm mentally, spiritually, emotionally ready to do it. And so what's going to happen if we say, yeah, let's do it. And then I come out the blocks. And like I said, I got maybe I got four or five women lined up and it's booming. And my wife doesn't have any connections. She's not ready. She's going to uh, feel really bad. It's going to yeah. be hard for her to adjust. So it makes sense to let the person who's least prepared to go first. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I see. So were there rules established? Yeah, we yes. had a ton of rules. We had a we, lot of rules. We were polyamorous when we started. I mean, in poly, although there's different forms of it, you usually have rules. Like no okay. sleeping in the marital bed. You know, all right. that kind of rules. Yeah. We thought that was so funny <laughs> because I made a rule that you can't have any woman in this bed with where we sleep, he and I, for 20 years. Uh, oh, at that time, 12 years. And so um, I thought it was crazy after a few years because I'm allowing a woman on a marital body. Exactly. So, this is true. <laughs> she's, on, she's, a, she's allowed to be on top of this, you know. Right. On this right. Why not this bed? I mean, so all the rules eventually sort of fell away. Now we are open relating, meaning there are no rules. If whatever you do, you can't hurt me because guess what? We're committed for life. We made our, we set principles for our relationship that they're not violatable. It's just, I cannot be violated at this point. Yeah, we just support each other. We love each other for who we are. I accept Kenya's choices. You know, if she wants to connect with a man or do whatever she wants to do, I accept that because that's who she is. And so the woman I love is her, including the choices that she makes about what she wants to do. She's the same way towards me. And that's yes. what open relate is for us. It's just, it's actually loving and accepting the, the real person, yes. right? And being able to, to be authentic in your communication and talk about what the real deal is. So that's what that's where we are right now. Polyamory is fine. Rules are fine. Agreements are fine. We suggest that. They're like training wheels. It's like training wheels because, you know, it's it's a rough piece. Yeah. You know, when you come from monogamy, again, you feel you own this person. Right. And so to go from from ownership to freedom or slavery to freedom, and that's a big step, man. I mean, you're not ready for it. So, yeah, you should have training wheels and rules and agreements. We're all for that. Okay. So since you said that, what if your boyfriend or your girlfriend wanted to have children with you? Yeah, I did a video on that the other day. We've had that scenario many times. Um, we, I got many, many young ones running around. <laughs> I got a whole slew of them. I'm going to try to leave a legacy. Of uh, apartments leave. Right, I got no kids. Like she hate me part two. Right. No, we just believe that that's something you have to talk about with your partner. We have clients, private clients all over the world, thousands of couples that we work with. And Mm -hmm. many of them want children while a partner does not want children. So Uh, that partner can go have children 
with somebody else. And that child gets two daddies or two mamas. You just so got to talk through it. You know, there's a lot of, we're, you know, we live in America. Uh, you know, money's a major thing. Yeah, right. Perception's a major thing. So you got to work through all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And see, is it really realistic? And then if it is, how do we do it? Right. Right. Do we still all live together? Do we have separate rooms? You know, does the partner have access to the house? Do they get to live? You know, so you got to work all those details out. Creatively. Yeah. Right. So when when you are, you know, say somebody does have a, a baby outside of their marriage, how do you help the child get through that? Because obviously if the norm is you have two parents and you have a household and then you're explaining that, hey, by the way, I have another set of parents and this is the scenario. Mentally, how do you prepare a child for those type of conversations? Well, it's funny you ask that because we don't ask ourselves mentally, how do we prepare our child for divorce, which 55% of couples today who are married right now will be next year this time. So Mm -hmm. when we're talking about how do we prepare a child to have more than one set of parents who love them? How do we prepare a child to have a community of love and people around them who are going to take care of them doubly? Then... I don't know what preparation is needed. I think more preparation would be needed for people who divorce because of what their dad did with his genitals one night or what their mom did with the genitals. This is something that kids don't understand. Yeah. You know, I I did a video on this too. You know, I was trying to, to, to look at like the mental state of people in our culture who practice monogamy. And when I say monogamy from a toxic perspective, because you can be healthy in monogamy and just, you know, be a mature adult about things and allow your partner to, to um, you know, live their life uh, and make mistakes and not hold them, you know, not hold the family ransom. Right. But the thing about it is, like, let's say a husband goes out and gets his dick sucked one night. You know, is that something where it, it's worth breaking the family up over? And then the real question is, you know, do people believe that the child really understands that his father's <laughs> not in the home because he got hit? At a concert one night. <laughs> and see, we, we, think, we, we think that the child understands that because the mother says, well, yeah, daddy's a bad man. And he couldn't. Da, 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 and like, no, the children don't care anything about that. I don't see how women talk about their husband for the next 20 years to the kid like he's a bad guy because he had sex with somebody else one time. Yeah, children don't care. They, they want, they they, want their they dad. Want their, their parents <laughs> in the home. They want to be surrounded by loving adults in a great environment. That's all they care about. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the real question is, why is it okay to accept divorce and separation um, and not prepare the child for that in a way that's, they need therapy and psychology, et cetera, <laughs> versus the other thing where we're going to add uh, additional Love. loving adults. Yeah. I got you. Perfect. Yeah. So like, how did y'all start with your first client of helping them, I guess, like through this process? Well, um, my husband is a corporate guy, as you, as he said, he has his MBA, and he was working at, in a corporate environment, which was really defeating to his soul. He didn't like it. So I was a stay-at-home mom for the first 12 years, and he took care of the family very well. He's very responsible. And so he told me, hey, look, you know, because he and I have been trained in the spiritual arts, we've been trained as priests and priestess, we've been trained as um, in meditation and feng shui and reiki and healing and everything. He's like, why don't you start a business where we support other couples and support them in learning these spiritual tools that we have? We're open with each other. We can talk. We can da, da, da. Other couples need this. So I did that. And eventually I re- the business was able to retire him. And uh, we just 
utilize our own experience. And now we certify other coaches who want to help couples because we've created so many tools. Exactly. And people start reaching out to us. They see the videos. We, we've been on Dr. Phil, the Monique show, Ricky Lake, et cetera. So people see us, they hear about the lifestyle. If, if you've been married for a while, you know, some of the things that we brought up, you have those thoughts. Yeah. Like you, you, you follow attraction in the same way you were with your husband or wife. And just all these things come up and people are looking for alternatives. Yeah. Right. And what we're saying makes a lot of sense. It's hard to get there, but it makes sense, right? right? And so people reach out to us and say, hey, we want to explore some of the stuff you got to talk about. And that's how we end up getting clients. Okay. Okay. And- so, so I have a question. So are most of your couples, what, what is, I guess, what are their religious backgrounds? Because I'm assuming people that are in Christianity struggle with trying to go polyamorous. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christianity is a number on people in terms of like sex. So people feel guilty about their sexual desires and, and they feel guilty about who they are as a person, especially women, right? Because Christianity is so male dominant. All the gods are male, et cetera, et cetera. And the women are the ones who cause us to go into sp- sin, be right? So <laughs> women are really kind of messed up mentally who are come out of Christianity. They feel, have a lot of guilt and shame. And so, but they, they know they want something different, right? So we do get a lot of Christian clients. Uh, we have to do some of that deep programming first, like help them get out of the guilt and shame about what they want as a woman. Like whatever you feel you want, like that's what it is. Okay. And, and so you, you have to accept those feelings. Right. And so we help people with that. And then we help the couples come together and men are on the opposite side. They feel that they have dominion over their wives, that, you know, masculinity is, is defined by my wife being loyal to me. Like for men, it's like the, the prettier your wife is, Plus, the, the more chaste she is, so the less sexual partners in history she has, the more dap you get as a man. So if I got a dime piece and she was a virgin when I met her, then that's like the ultimate for men. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and if she stays loyal to me and she can fuck me like a porn star, then I got the ultimate package, right? <laughs> um, but that's a Christian thing because it's not realistic for a woman to, to be chaste because um, women are sexual beings just like men are. And so we got to do, do all that deep programming. So that's what we do in terms of dealing with our, our religious clients. Gotcha. I have an interesting observation, and that is I didn't realize that I was responsible for my husband's masculinity at that time, did I? It was like I didn't know that it was my behavior and who I am as a woman and how much dominion he had over me that he was utilizing to make him a man. That's not... It's not fair. First of all, it's not my job to make you a man. I make men feel like men because I like to treat men well. But what I, who I am and what I do with my body has nothing to do with the man's masculinity. Yeah, and that's a major switch that men, you know, that we go through. We feel that, oh, man, if my wife does something intimately with another man, that she's disrespected me and my manhood some kind of way. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that's a major switch. And right? women don't have the same thing. But, right. You know, it's like they know their man's going to do this and they have to suffer and look at their mom and look at their family after the man has had mm-hmm. an affair or whatever. It's not the same thing. So men don't have that responsibility. So I don't have it anymore either. It's yeah. a double standard. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, for, for me, like I just I knew about polyamorous prior to finding um you guys. But I know a lot of people you know, have no idea just from your perspective and you going through this and you've been doing this for so long. Is this now getting big in the black community or is it now just getting known? It's, you know, it is getting bigger in the black community. Um, like there are Facebook groups online that have thousands of black, 
you know, people who are polyamorous and looking to get information about polyamory. Um, it's, it's one of the faster growing relationship styles that's out there. Um, and black people, you know, are really coming online. When, we, when Ken and I first started this, we were basically the only couple that was talking about polyamory and open relating in the whole black community. We were definitely probably the only couple who was who was being public about it. Mm-hmm. Like we were on TV, people were like, yo, what the hell are they talking about? Right. <laughs> we took a lot like of 2009, hits. 2009, yeah, 2009, exactly. <laughs> we took a lot of hits because the black community was like, these people are crazy as hell. But now it's um, beginning to to catch on and become a bit more mainstream. You even see it on television, right? You see like a lot of shows talking right. about relating to polyamory. So it's becoming more mainstream, especially in the black community. You don't see as much negativity anymore as you did when you first started. Well, it's still out there. The negativity is like still deep. Yeah. Right. Um, but but there's so many people who are who are supportive of it or people are growing. Right. So they're they're accepting of people choosing their lifestyle and being OK with it. Where before there was a lot more judgment and you were either for it or against it instead of saying, well, it doesn't matter. Live your life. Yes, that's a step. Right, exactly. Right, so like with homosexuality, that was a big one that wasn't accepted. You were frowned upon. And then as we continue to grow as a, you know, people in society, we started to accept that more. So do you feel like this is following that same trend? Yes, but I'm a little bit mad. I'm going to have a little hateration on that. Why is it more acceptable to be homosexual than to be poly? That it still does not make sense to me, considering that most everybody is secretly poly so like okay y'all want to keep this huge secret but oh let's make the gays and gay rights and i've I've really had a beef with that because i don't know a human that has not come to me and say oh yeah secretly i also still like my high school boyfriend or secretly i also still like to get attention from men when i go out okay of course you do so this should be the first thing that we accept. I don't know how gay beat us but (laughs) for lgbt we love that community it's just to me, it seems like I, I don't get why that's acceptable and Polly's not yet fully. Yeah. Do you think that it's because you don't have like, I don't know, I want to say a lobbyist, but, you know, they've had some major people speak out and kind of fight for their rights. Do you feel like that right. is a big part of it? Like you don't have people lobbying to support polyamory? Yeah, even the people who are poly, like Jada Smith and, and Will Smith, they're not going to come out and say it. They'll say, well, we're in a grown folks relationship and they'll yeah. keep it coy because they don't want to lose their job. Monique lost her job from BET because she said she was in an open relationship. They cut her show. So, you know, nobody wants to do that and have that happen. Yeah. All right, yeah. I, and I think that's a big reason because it's, you know, we have major supporters. Like if Will and Jada were like, F it, and we just going to go all the way in, it probably would be accepted mm-hmm. a lot faster because that's a, I mean, those are humongous figures specifically in the black community. Right. So, yeah, I could I could see why you would have some hate towards the homosexual <laughs> or the gay community, excuse me. Because of they had yeah. they had yep. those voices that supported what they what they wanted and expected from a rights perspective. That's right. Yeah, part of it is the gay community, you know, just to be fair, you know, they did go through a lot in terms of like there's a lot of bullying and deaths yep. and things like that that happened that brought light to the gay struggle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And you don't have that in the poly community. You don't have people like, yeah, we found killed them, poly right. and killed them. Right. Yeah. You don't have that in poly. So it's a little bit different, different yeah. in terms of the intensity and the vitriol. Gotcha. So with relationships like this, how does it work when you have up and downs in a relationship? Now you've added another person. Like, how does how does that work? 
because I'm thinking like for me, I've always said like I couldn't do it because it's already enough dealing with one person. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm adding someone else and you know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of like sync with you as well. And there's still ups and downs over this side. And then I have to deal with ups and downs over here. I just feel like that's a lot. Well, that sounds like my morning. I was dealing with ups and downs upstairs, <laughs> upstairs with my, my boyfriend. Then I came down here to do this interview with my husband. The thing is, is that, yes, we don't open couples. Couples are not ready for to be open or poly when they first come to us. You have got to first have tools on how to have a sane relationship. You didn't learn that from your parents because they don't have the same relationship. You didn't learn that in school. School was not a sane relationship teacher to child. So nowhere in our culture do we learn how to have a sane relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that we teach our clients. Our clients don't just open. It takes usually two years to get there because first you have to be using those tools with your own partner. Yeah. We used to have a program called Master Monogamy. Master it. So you got to learn how to relate with, with self and learn how to relate with your partner first. Once you do that, you can start to move into open relating. Yeah. Now, with that, with all the clients that you've had so far, is there like one or a couple that is just was so hard to help them or they were very difficult, even though they wanted to work with it, it was just really hard to get them like to the next step? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what does that look like? So, I mean, one of the things is, and I'll just say this quickly, I mean, and this is, you know, no slight on anybody in particular, but. You know, you got to understand that the culture of monogamy is a is a lying culture, meaning, you know, you have to lie basically to get into a monogamous marriage. Right. You can't really tell the truth. If you were to have a sexual attraction, you can't say that to your partner, your, your husband or wife, because they, they're going to be offended and think you want to cheat. So a lot of things just can't be said. People are hiding body counts, stuff like that. So what, what a lot of people come to us and they're lying, <laughs> like they're not oh. telling the truth about what they really want. And especially women, they feel they can't really express no. the fact they want multiple partners. The woman will say, well, you say, you tell them yeah, what you, you want. Them. Oh, and then the guy will say, no, you said, you want oh it. <laughs> who, who called us? You know, like, right. Why are you here? <laughs> the women are waiting on the men to take the lead and say, I want this. And then they may come after right, to receive permission. To receive to have permission. Right. It's a bunch of real. It's a smoke screen exactly. for all of our clients. When in reality, the, the night before, she was having a dream about her ex-boyfriend and have orgasm in the dream. Right. <laughs> oh, or wow. she's mad that she saw that her ex-boyfriend got engaged and now she's been depressed for the past month because okay. her ex-boyfriend's engaged. You know, stuff like that. We've had women who come who've never had an orgasm with their husband ever. And they have been faking it for 10 years. We yeah, had women, clients like that. Women have to, to fake. Like I said, the lies kind of built into monogamy. Women fake a lot in order to... To get married and be in a marriage. Right. And like men are not aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's it's very tough for her to come out and, and kind of admit certain things. Right. But we get them there because we use compassion and empathy. Exactly. And they, we tell them that they're not alone. It's, it's millions, not billions of women in this circumstance. So, yes. so it's from what I'm hearing. So it's basically the the tougher of the two is usually the woman. Yes. Well, okay. Sometimes, you know, well, the I men, think, the men think, hide too. Yeah, the, the brothers are full of it too. Yes. I mean, it's just, you know, it's women initially don't feel comfortable stating what they want, right? Um, but then, the, the on the second half, it's usually the men that have a hard time adjusting and accepting um, what the woman wants. So we just had a couple we, we were coaching last week, 
And when the when the wife finally said what she wanted, mm-hmm. like the brother had a real hard time. About he it. almost fainted. Oh yeah, lord, he had a real hard time. About it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we had to be with him throughout the week to just kind of support him. But I mean, it's it's tough on both people. Yeah. So how was this? Um, like my husband said, how was? How did you explain this to your children? And how do you teach them or train them to have this open? Because unlike us, you know being already grown you have children at home where you can go ahead and plant that seed now you know not to not so much you have to be monogamous where they already come into it because they have two parents who are already like free i'm going to teach my children to be free and they won't have these i guess shackles on their mind that oh i have to just be with one person or i have to you know make sure my husband is you know this this and this Right. You already have two free parents. So how do you teach that to your children? Like, how do they, I guess, accept it or, or feel about it? Yeah, sure. We we taught our children just from a young age um, in a different way about sex, about authenticity. Like my, my son knocked over the vase the other day and it cracked and he just put it back up like it didn't even crack. <laughs> <laughs> two days later, I'm like, who cracked this vase? He was like, oh, I did. I threw the ball over there and I tried to set it up so you wouldn't see it. It's like, He's never going to lie because he has no reason to. We don't, we've done the whole thing differently. So it's not just Polly. It's like, you can be authentic and be who you are and we still love you. That's the essence of Polly. You can be authentic and be who you are and we will still love you. And that is how we've taught our children from the beginning around sex, everything. We, you know, oh, you're watching porn. Oh, close the door. You watch porn. We still love you. You understand? Oh, do you have questions about it? We don't have closed doors or closed minds or anything like that. They know all about this as a separate lifestyle. And they see the other way as like, wow, why would anybody do that? Why would anybody want someone to lie in order to gain acceptance? Why? And again, it's that it's that culture of lying that's that's prevalent in monogamy, right? So you have this joke by Richard Pryor. <laughs> Richard Pryor said his dad came to him one day and said, Boy, don't you ever, you know, have no oral sex on a woman. And Richard Pryor said, I couldn't wait to have oral sex. Right. Because, that's exactly what happens. Because he been, he's lied about everything else. Right. You see what I'm saying? So kids like know kids, parents kids are know lying. their parents are lying to them. <laughs> and so, but that's a culture, right? That's the culture of monogamy. Don't talk about sex. Don't talk about the real deal in our relationship and marriage. The fact that we fight and things don't go always hundred percent smooth or whatever. And so kids grow up thinking that it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. And then they get into the situation. They're not prepared for it. Right. So we, we're not, we're not down with that. You know, so we tell our kids the truth. Like, you know, marriage is, is going to be work. Um, you got to find a situation that works best for you. Be honest, be authentic, et cetera, et cetera. It's so fun when we have company because I'll say, oh, daddy's girlfriend is here. Or he'll say, oh, that's fine. <laughs> I had a meeting the other night because one of my partners is going to maybe moving in. And I said, I want you to tell the kids that you're OK with it. Like, And he was like, yeah, I'm cool. Mom needs to have this. She needs that. Blah, blah, blah. That's it. Okay, so let's touch on that. So <laughs> with a partner moving in, how, how does that work? So do you still sleep with Carl, like in the room with him, and then you just go to your boyfriend's room? Or how does that how does that work? Well, no, Kenya and I have our own rooms. Okay. So everybody in the house has their own room. I, both my kids have their own room, and Kenya has her room, I have mine. Okay. So Kenya and I want to sleep together. We just, you know, either go into her room or she comes into mine. Which his room have, is too hot. I don't go in there. It's yeah, hers is too cold. So we just, <laughs> we just walk in the no, but we are. Uh, no, but you, that's how you work it out, right? So everybody has their own space. 
and then you can kind of share space as as you see it's, fit. It's, okay, I have yeah. it. So if you if Kenya wants to be with you, but you're with your girlfriend, does she just need to wait or? Well, yeah, like two people got to agree. So like the whole okay. two women right now, right? It's about consent. <laughs> so it's like, it's not, again, she doesn't own the penis. Right. Like, you can't say, you know, tell your girlfriend to get out. I'm, I'm, that's my, my cat. <laughs> so, you know, if, if I want to have sex with Kenya and she wants to have sex with me, then we have sex. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's, this, so that's is it like a calendar go. invite? Like, this is, this is so interesting. <laughs> Okay, check, check my calendar yeah. and then we'll see if we can work it out on that day at that time. Yeah, and it's not a problem because if he's busy and laid up and have, he had a woman um in the house for two years one time. She let, she stayed in our house two years. I had to go find what I wanted. If, if this person is busy, it's almost like if my husband doesn't like playing chess, I'm not going to beat him in the head till he learns to play chess and give me chess when I want chess. I got to go find somebody who want to play chess with me. This is true. You're not obligated to play chess with me. Yeah. I like that scenario. <laughs> I got to find somebody who want to play chess with me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every person is responsible for getting their own needs met at the end of the day. That's what Open Relay is about. Yeah. And, when, and we're moving out of the obligatory, you know, like I got to have sex or I got to do this for my husband or wife. Like that stuff is played out. Right. So do you still, I mean, would you be accepting if your children were monogamous? Yeah, whatever yeah, they want to do. Sure, like, right. We don't care what they do. We just want them to know what's out there, what the options are, and to not feel gotcha. bad about what they 100% want. 100% transparency. Right. That's what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Transparency and pursuing what you want. Like, if you if you don't want this person in that way or whatever, then don't tell them you do. You see what I'm saying? Again, like a lot of people, like, for example, in marriage, a lot of folks get married for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It might be like a sexual connection. It might be just people are scared to be alone. Some people, some folks are scared to die by themselves. Some people are just doing it because that's tradition and what they were always taught, or whatever, right? And so you have to to tell your partner that's what it is. Right. Like people, people lie and be like, oh, this, "We're in love" and all this stuff. For instance, I told you, it. I told you that I wanted, even though we're open, I want to keep going to our family Thanksgiving, da 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 da, Christmas, da da da, because I want to them to know. That we're together and we're still doing the tradition. I didn't lie. Like I just want you to come. Why won't you come? No, tell the truth about what's your real. Yeah, no, that's the interesting right. piece. It's, so, how does your family feel or your families feel about uh, going polyamorous? Was it? I'm assuming it was tough for them to accept. Yeah, it was tough at first. They're cool now. They don't care. Yeah, my mom says, "Just come home, baby. You don't need to be with that." <laughs> Now, now listen to this. You don't need to be with a man whose three children you had, who you never had to work a job a day in your life, who oh, paid wow. all the bills, who bought you your first house, your first car, who has an MBA, who is brilliant, who believes in you. Oh, and wants you to be free too. Leave him, girl. You better leave him, girl. Was- that is not a good man. What are you, talking about? you better get. I'm gonna put you in the cage. <laughs> Because Ralph just quit her job. So what's up, babe? Oh, 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 oh. 
So this is this is what I always say because I told people um, before I got y'all on the show, like I was I was so excited to have y'all uh, on the show, and it was like, what, like, could you do it? And I was like, for me, if I was to ever do something, I don't think my husband think it would go the way he thinks it's gonna go. <laughs> Wow. And, and how is that? Tell us, tell us the real thing. So here's the thing: my wife is super independent, and I feel like my calendar invites would get slim to none. It probably would, but I like for me, I would, I would definitely make time because, like, even now, just like I love, like, especially being intimate with my husband. So one, it would, it would be hard for me to be with somebody else. I don't think it would be mentally it would be hard for me but then once i got over that then it would just be whatever <laughs> you know what right. i'm saying right, right. Um, yeah. but i will mostly i think i would have a lot of rules for the boyfriend and not so much for him mm-hmm. just because i was I, I think i would be more free than what people would would expect like mm-hmm. and yeah. even when i was single i didn't like a lot of constraints on my time mm-hmm. yeah. so i i i I didn't really like the having like six people wanting from me mm-hmm. without me having to say, hey, I'm I'm also talking to five other people. So when I tell you I will see you on Tuesday, don't ask to see me on Thursday. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Because one Thursday is my day. So I'm juggling Wednesday and Saturday. And sa- so just I will see you on Tuesday. And a lot of times, especially from a woman, men don't want to hear that because they're used to being the one telling you that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But that's yeah. that's just it right there. You got to manage your relationships, yeah. you know. Yeah. And again, like, you know, with you and your husband, like you guys have the empire together, right? You guys have a whole thing that you're dealing with and, and people are not going to be used to that. They're not going to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like one thing with open relations, people come in and they think, oh, yeah, she doesn't love her husband anymore. She wants to be with her currently. Right. That's, that's the mindset they that got people bent. have. They, they got they bent. Yeah. So you got to you got to manage their expectations, manage what their their activity. And that's. Until they get to see, okay, this is who she really is. What she's telling me is the truth. Right. They don't believe that for a long time. Again, and that's the monogamy thing, right? Because people say, oh, yeah, she's just, she really wants to leave him. No, I tell my guys first thing, like, I'll never leave my husband. I'll never leave my other partners. So if you want to get in on, you know, if you want to get in on that, that's fine. But it's no leaving. Right. And you're going to respect my other partners, too. It's no man coming to my house disrespecting my husband, period. Right. Okay, so I was going to say, oh, so have ahead. you ever dated anybody that was disrespectful to each other at any moment? To your partner? So, yeah, to, to Kenya. Would you, you ever had a girlfriend and if she was very disrespectful to her? I mean, to me yes. personally, I would yes. say that. <laughs> Damn right like, yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> I would say that we've experienced a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't call this respect. I would call it um, is it jealous drama? Well, some of the jealousy exists. Yeah, this jealous drama. Yeah. Right? Because I can see, like, even <laughs> even being like the prettiest woman, like you could feel like you're just a dime, like how you said. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like being in the presence of Kenya could make anybody feel insecure with being with her husband because. Just from social media, just from uh, footage I've seen from other interviews, her spirit and like her dynamic, just her on her own, could overshadow someone else. Like her light shines, may shine brighter than someone. Well, they may feel that her light shines brighter than theirs. And so I can, I'm just asking you, like, is that maybe a part of it? Because like just from TV, just from like, I've never met her in person, but her confidence, her spirit comes off through 
like TV through audio. So I can just imagine in person. (laughs) Women are definitely insecure around Kenyon and, you know, her place in my life and who she is. I mean, that definitely comes up. But I mean, they won't say that, obviously. Right. A lot of the behavior and the dramas that we've dealt with have to do with women feeling insecure about Kenya and, you know, her and my marriage and, and our connection and that kind of thing. So, yes, definitely, that, that comes up, without a doubt. Well, I tell the ladies, you cannot, you have to grow your own marriage. Like, you can't come into a marriage and expect to be, oh, I mean, we've been through everything together. We have kids, we have da-da-da, we have an empire. We da- so you can't feel like less than just because you don't haven't established that with him yet. Right. You you will establish over time what you need. But if you really want that kind of connection, like a husband that's all your own, you got to get that. Yeah. That was the biggest thing I had with the ladies who had a problem with me. I'm like, I'm sorry you didn't start this when you were 21 like I did, but I'm not that. <laughs> You yeah, and like I said, a lot of people come into it with a, they got that monogamous mindset, they believe in hierarchy. Yeah. So they want to be number one. Right. That's a big thing with folks. Like, I want to be number one. I want to be at the top. Uh, well, okay, I can't be above Kenya, so, but I want to be right below her. You know, like, that's a big thing. I'm like, where's this hierarchy shit coming from? Right. Like, you know, you and I have what we have. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's based on who we are to each other and what we do, et cetera, but we can't compare that to other people. So has can you have any of your boyfriends not like another one of your boyfriend, not Carl, but just another one of your lovers? Have have they not liked Carl? No, 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 no. One of your other boyfriends. Like oh, I've had many boyfriends who told me that all I could be with is him and my husband. No more. Like don't add no more to the gang. <laughs> and then we do we break those off? We're like, okay, well, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> usually try to go with it like if a guy needs that kind of training wheel for a year or for two years i usually do that because that's not no sweat off my back if it's a long-term guy but at some point he has to get used to the fact that i'm gonna still have other coffee dates and other things going on because he's not going to give me everything so how long do these last do you have anybody that's lasted over you know that is still existing that's been going on for like four to five years six years oh yeah yeah my boyfriend who's here now has been six years Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I got a few girlfriends that are eight years. Mm-hmm. What's the most girlfriends and boyfriends you two have had at one time? I mean, for me, it's a lot. I can't even <laughs> quantify it. I, I don't have enough fingers to toes. one per state for yeah, Kim. So he has one per state. I have had less partners because men are less apt to do this. Women have been doing this since the beginning of patriarchy, being with somebody right. else. That's cool. Like, oh, you with you with a married man? Cool. Did you get the hookup? That's just normal in our culture. But men have not done that as long. Just about twenty years, men have been okay with being gigolo, being a side piece so to a with, woman. Yeah. All right. So, with having so many partners, like. <laughs> When it comes to the health aspect of it, how do you stay on top of that? Is it like, hey, you got some of your records yearly, monthly? Like, how does that work? They must get tested every single week. No, no. We highly suggest that people do what they feel is necessary for their own safety and for their own health. That we do what we feel is necessary for our safety and health. We have different ideas around us, so we don't like to talk about it because most people don't have the ideas that we do. But 
we always suggest that people just use a condom if you're afraid to have some illness. Yeah, like my thing is, and again, this comes out of monogamous culture. I'm not just in terms of the mindset, right? Again, it's, it's about blaming somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to practice safe sex, then nobody, you don't have anything to worry about. Right. Like you can wear a trash bag every time you have sex. Like <laughs> there should be no, it's not about what the other person does. No. Right. You can't control that. So it's like, look, I'm scared of, say, say I'm scared of STDs. Okay, well, every time you have sex, use a vaginal dam, female condom, male condom, whatever you got to do, like just cover up. And that way you guarantee your safety. But what people want to do is they want to try to control the people. They want to say, no, everybody else don't have sex or make sure you wear, you wear all that plastic. So when I come to you, we can have raw, you know, fluid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. saying, like, no, if you're scared of STDs, you then find the up. person in the scenario that matches your level of concern. And, and safety. And then you're good. Don't put that shit on me. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my responsibility to make sure you're safe. I'm making sure I'm yeah, safe. No right. Right. So before we wrap this up, what would be advice that you would give to someone wanting first, wanting just to be married, period? And then what advice would you give to someone who wants to venture into adding partners to their marriage or relationship? Well, the first thing is that Kim is crazy. If you can see this. Okay. The first thing about, um, in terms of marriage, my daughter, my son, you know, 21 and 18, you know, I told them to marry their friend, marry somebody they can really talk to, really get along with, because it's going to change a thousand times. Marriage is not static. It is dynamic. And every year you're a new person. Every day you're a new person. So be with somebody who you can you know, you want to have a journey with. Okay. I really try to get them out of fantasies and about romance. Marriage is not about romance. I'm sorry. We were lied to. It's not about romance. Your husband's scent will change after you have a baby. All these things girls and boys need to know, but we steady lying. Okay. You will have a different sex desire for your partner over the years. It's not always going to be the same exact level. It's just biological. It's, it's, a, it's, it's in the brain. When people don't want to, they, they can't, they don't want to talk no, about it because they're not be- friends with their with their husband or wife. You see what I'm saying? Like you got to be friends and have an intimate relationship, a close relationship. Right. You can tell the truth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's it. Like, and until you get to that, then I we want to suggest people get married because it's probably going to end in divorce or, yeah. or drama. So in, in terms of married people who are going into poly, we only take people who've been married seven years or more and preferably have children because those are the types of relationships we want to evolve. And these are power couples. You know, these are people who are ready to be real and to be powerful in the world. So, yeah, you just got to be powerful enough to do poly. Yeah. Mm, okay. So can you tell our listeners where they can find you on Instagram, I think Facebook and all your other social handles. Yeah, I mean, on Instagram, you can look up uh, Juju Mama, J-U-J-U-M-A-M-A or Kenya K. Stevens. You'll find her there. Um, I'm under Rakim Sekou, R-A-K-H-E-M-S-E-K-U. And we're on Facebook. Uh, you can find a Juju Mama page. But go to our website, which is jla.jujumama.com. That's our school, our academy. And that's where we have all our classes, our teachings. You sign for coaching, et cetera. So we're excited about it. And we want people to, to look us up and follow us and, you know, reach out and ask questions. Sure. Wait, babe, do you have anything for the Stevens? No, I, 
No, I just want to say thank you so much. This was such an interesting conversation. That's what's up, man. We appreciate you guys having us on. And, um, you know, feel free to uh, reach out to us in the future if you guys have questions or, or whatever. Yes, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. So, until next time. Peace. All right, you guys. Peace and blessings. See you tomorrow. Bye.